This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Went to Mo King's Meadow, a brand new podcast all about Chelsea women. A big thank you for tuning in. We hope you stick around to the end. And if we're really lucky, you might even give us a nice rating on Apple Podcasts, but no pressure. Before we get started, I have the honour of announcing that our podcast will be part of the Chelsea Fan Plus family and all our podcasts will be published on their channels. We'll be recording a new episode every Tuesday, which will be published by Wednesday morning. So make sure you hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at Mo Kings Meadow and Instagram at Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Or drop us an email on went to Mo Kings Meadow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now, for episode one, I thought it'd be a good idea to tell the listeners who we are. So, Jane, over to you. Who the hell are you? Hi, everyone. I'm Jane. I've been a Chelsea Women's supporter for four and a half years now. Last season was the first season I purchased the season ticket as I was going to games all the time. So it made sense to do so. Lovely. Um, I'm Dean. Uh, some people know me from CFC UK and the Chelsea Fancast, where I write and occasionally pod about the men's men's team. Um, in terms of Chelsea women, I'm pretty much a novice. You're sort of aside from following the team on uh, social media and you know watching highlights here and there. Um, Jane, you said you're a season ticket holder now, so obviously you've been around a bit longer than me for the women's team. Um, so I thought I'd share the story of how you got into that because it sort of links us together and it sort of started with me so I'll start and then I'll let you take over the baton and carry on yep sounds good yeah so this was four and a bit years ago 2016 um, Chelsea Women started a campaign for the match against Liverpool um, where the first two or three hundred fans got a free shirt when you went through the turnstile um, so I bought tickets because I wanted to get a new shirt really um, wasn't really much about the team at that stage um, the game was meant to be played in March the end of March and it got cancelled because the weather was um, terrible as it is in England um, 
and that was rearranged for a couple of months later. Um, in between that time, my son was born Charlie, um, so I couldn't go. So I asked your mum, Wendy, and she wanted the tickets, and um, you went, and then you carry on your story of um, Chelsea women. So like Dean mentioned, he was the reason I got into following Chelsea women. Before going to the game, I'd followed a couple of players on social media, like Sir Frank Kirby and Enya Luko. I didn't really know much about the team other than, other than them two players. Um, I remember the game really well. I was lucky enough to receive a free shirt, which I've kept as a memory from the game. You we won the game. Pardon? You could have given the shirt to me. You didn't go, so you should have gone. Yeah. Charlie's fault. <laughs> Don't blame Charlie. Um, the game was a good game. We won, which was more enjoyable. It's always better when you win a game. Um, whilst watching the game, they announced that there were still tickets for the FA Cup final against Arsenal at Wembley. So I managed to persuade my mum and dad to take me to Wembley for the first time to watch them play, as it's always a good experience to go to Wembley. Um, the game, it wasn't the best of games. Obviously, we lost 1-0, but overall, like the experience was fantastic. And that sort of got you hooked? Yeah, and since then, I've gone to like all games possible. Even though we lost the final, still didn't switch. It didn't final. stop me. Uh, why did no. you um, I'm not too sure. After the final we went to, we didn't go to a game. I don't remember going to a game at all for about a year. And then they were playing local to where I live. So I said to my mum about going. And then since we went then, like, I followed like most of the team on social media and then saw about games. And obviously they moved to Kings Meadow and it was a lot easier to get to. So we started going more frequently. So tell me about sort of a memorable match, your sort of favourite match in your sort of time you've been going to. Um, a favourite match. I've got a favourite moment from following the team. Okay, that's the next question. Oh, okay, right. Let me think of favourite match. Maybe there was a cup final that we won and someone scored. That Yeah, the cup final in 2018. 18, I think it was. We played Arsenal again, so we was like ready for revenge, and we won. We won three one. It was a boiling hot day. I remember that. I made my mum go and buy me a pair of shorts because I was so hot, and I was like, I can't sit around in jeans for this whole match. We Ramona Backman scored two, and Frank Kirby scored one, and it was just brilliant. There's nothing better than winning the FA Cup final at Wembley. I know that from the men's team experience. So, obviously, I have to wait yeah, to, wa time to experience that. To watch a team win at Wembley was just amazing. Like I've only ever been to Wembley to watch women's games, so I've not, I've never experienced a men's game or a men's final. But the women's final was amazing. I imagine it's quite similar if you win. Yeah, it's just. There'll be a lot more people at a men's game. Yeah, well, the crowds are getting bigger and bigger, though. So, I'll be a plus Yeah, that one. is true. Plus one. So, tell me about the memorable moment now, then. Because I like this story. 
So my favourite moment of following the team was last summer. There was a group of us from the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group that flew out to uh, Toulouse in France. They Chelsea were playing a couple of pre-season friendlies. So we thought, why not make a little holiday out of it and go and support the girls? And it was just, it will like always be there as like a favourite memory. And tell, tell us about the um, what happened out there with watching the team. So the the games, I'll have to say, they weren't, the two games we watched were, they weren't the best. We lost them both quite a big, <laughs> quite a big scoreline, but we, we, we were invited to watch them train and we were also invited on the team bus, which was an experience. Yeah, as someone that's always followed the men's team since I was like 10, that's nothing, that would never happen. And, you know, even recently they've stopped people watching the players get off the coach. So unless you've won the competition, you can't even see them come into the stadium anymore. They're so closed off from everybody and sort of the thing about women's football, how they're open to their fans and they take their time with you and they let you do stuff like that, I think is amazing. Yeah, we was like watching them train and it wasn't the easiest of place to get to, obviously being in a foreign country as well. We weren't the great, the best with public transport and everything. And it got to the end of the training session. Pardon? You're not great in this country. We don't have to tell everyone about that. Well, they get to we know. got to the end. Of, exactly, we got to the end of the training session, and my mum literally just turned around to Emma Hayes and was like, "Is there any chance of a lift back on the team bus?" And she was like, "Oh, hang on a minute." And she moved. She put a few of the staff with all the kit, and she was like, "Yep, yeah, you can like squeeze in." Like we was like sharing seats and everything, and we had a little sing song on the team coach. See, Wendy just making things happen on the regular. I know. It is all thanks to my mum saving the day. As always. Um, exactly. So tell me your favourite player since you followed Chelsea. Um, I've had quite a few favourite players, but currently my favourite player would have to be Marin Mielder. Why her? Um, one of the main reasons is last year I was lucky enough to have a training day with Marin, Bran and Magda at Cobham. I had won a competition. So that is one of the main reasons Magda is my, uh, Marin is my favourite. Not just what she does on the pitch, sort of how she is off it as well. Yeah, obviously she's an amazing player, but like like meeting her in person and getting to spend the day with her was like amazing um so you mentioned already the chelsea women's supporters group um sort of for those of you like me that sort of don't know who they are what they do sort of have heard of them but sort of tell us what they do and you know how important they are to the experience of a, a match day um match day would be completely different if Chelsea Women's Supporters Group wasn't a thing like they're growing in numbers all the time and the stuff Mark and Kerry shout out to Mark and Kerry what they do for the group is just fantastic like Mark's always like away games Mark's arranging transport he'll drive minibuses 
literally everywhere, no matter what time. They just put so much effort into the group and it's just amazing. Yeah, it's a sort of similar thing with um, the men's team. There's a group called We Are The Shed that sit in the shed end of the Stafford Bridge and they sort of deal with all the banners and and uh, DJ who runs the fanzine sort of does the banner at the other end of Matthew Harding. So it's sort of a similar thing, I guess, but um, a lot more sort of compact of the unit, sort of everyone sort of knows each other at Kingdom Meadow, I guess. Yeah, it's like one big family, basically. There's a group of us that sit all together and we just, like, we all get along so well and it's, it'd be weird not to go to a game with them not there. It wouldn't feel right. And sort of, so say someone new comes along to a game, what's it like for a new person? How is it accommodating? Um, like, for the likes of me and my mum, when we first started going, we didn't know anyone but we was like welcomed into the group which I thought was really nice so anyone new that wants to join we are very friendly we won't scare you away feel free to come and sit with us so I'd say sort of about my sort of following of church women so to speak you know how long have I told you I'm going to come to the game literally all the time you're like yeah I'll come like get me a ticket and I'll text you and you'd be like oh no can't do it and sort of what's worse King Meadow from where I live is like 10 minutes you could walk there if you, you... should have no excuses I haven't got any excuses and I'm so saying <laughs> out there now I apologize and then as soon as we can go back to the ground I'll make that right I'll be a Chelsea Women's Support Group member I'll wear the bobble hat I've looked online I'm gonna buy that sounds good You've told everyone now, so you can't you can't break this promise. Unless no one listens. Then it's just Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping a few people are gonna listen. Me too, me too. Okay, we're gonna take a short break and then we'll be back for the part two. This is a special shout out for Jordan Court and the team at 195 for our logo, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, make sure you check their team out on all the socials at 195. Um, they've also got a podcast. They've recently released one with uh, X Trust by Gavin Peacock. Um, it is a men's team orientated um, podcast that is well worth a follow. Um, so make sure you check them out. And yeah, thank you once again to Jordan. Welcome back to part two of the first episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Um, so now, Jane, I thought it'd be a good time to talk about sort of the current day and you know the recent game against Arsenal, the one-one draw. Um, what did you make of that game? Um, I don't think it was our best game. We weren't. I've watched a, like I've watched pretty much all Chelsea women's games, and I don't think it was one of the best. We wasn't up to. We just didn't play as well as we could have done against a big team like Arsenal. Um, it was an amazing game. Obviously, always playing against big teams like Arsenal is a good game to watch. We was lucky enough to get that equaliser at the very end. Unfortunately, it did come off the Arsenal player, which I, she was uh, Lottie Woburn-Mo, I think her name was. Um, she played amazingly and she did get player of the match. So I do feel sorry for her okay. for getting that own goal. Well, I don't like... 
Well, I don't feel sorry because I'm glad we got the equaliser. But then to have like a fantastic game for like 90 minutes and then unfortunately score that own goal is just, it is heartbreaking. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Yeah, well, I am quite happy. I watched the game, it was on BT Sport, wasn't it? And um, you know, normally I'm used to just watching Chelsea Women on sort of highlights and they look, you know, obviously it's highlights, so they look really free-flowing. The goals seem to come sort of easy for them. They're so attack-minded and I thought Arsenal really stifled them and, you know, sort of sat and soaked up all that Chelsea pressure and we sort of didn't know what to do. And you know, Emma Hayes made the change at half-time with Sam Kerr and we looked sort of positive in that first sort of 10 minutes and it sort of slipped back into that... Um, you know, same routine of the first half where we had the ball, so to speak, but not really doing anything with it. And sort of when they lost that sort of 85th minute goal, I sort of felt that that was that. Was that. And then, you know, again, Emma made that double sub and, you know, really pushed the team to go on and find that equaliser. And they really should have won the game at the end. You know, Sam just did it all for her right. She didn't strike it cleanly. But, um, you know, I, sort of, I really enjoyed the game watching it in sort of full, which I sort of haven't sort of experienced yet. So sort of as a first game, so to speak, sort of day one, you know, a, a tightly con- contested, you know, London derby against one of the most successful women's teams of all time in Arsenal, you know, is you know, something that sort of impressed me. I'm looking forward to um, the next game, which is against a team that sounds like an old game I used to play called Brandvision Soccer because they didn't have naming rights for teams. So on the game, Chelsea were called London City, and they played in blue and yellow and had a lion. And this London City Lionesses. So are they made up, or are they a real team, yeah? No, they, I can confirm, they are a real team. They're a breakaway club from Millwall Lionesses. 
Okay, so there is, is there still a Millwall team then? Um, Maybe just not that me. I don't know about. I'm not sure if they broke away and, yeah, I don't know if they've like sort of taken over or if there is still a Millwall Lionesses team about there. And obviously they're not in the Women's Super League, are they? No, they are in the Women's Championship League. So we're expecting a big, big win? Hopefully. Not to press yes. any team or Emma? No, we should win. But obviously you don't know what could happen in a game. No, and obviously there's the international break coming after this fixture, so I mean, don't have to worry too much about keeping the players fresh for the next fixture. So she could still play sort of the likes of Benil Harder, Frank Kirby, uh, she might be injured, sorry, um, Sam Kerr, sort of the big name players could play, or do you think she'll throw in some of the sort of more squad players? Um, I think she might give some of the academy players and the newer players to the squad maybe like a chance this game just because it's not it's not a, a club like City or Arsenal or a big top club like that so she might give the likes of it'll be great to see Emily Murphy play again obviously she played quite a few last season she was on the bench against Everton but she hasn't actually played yet so it'd be great to see her playing again she's sort of been knocking on the door for the first team and this is a good opportunity for her to sort of make an impression uh, last year, she made a really good impression on the first team. Like she was, like unbelievable. At her, she's seven. Don't, yeah, she's seventeen. I don't think she's turned eighteen yet. So to play a, on the first team at, at such a big club like Chelsea is just an incredible achievement. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for her then. Um, this is the Continental Cup, I believe. Yep. It's the equivalent to the men's game, the, the League Cup, the Carabao Cup. Is that right? Yep, it's the League Cup in the Women's League. So in, in the men's game, the League Cup sort of... I mean, Chelsea have been quite successful recently, but most clubs don't care for it. Um, is that something similar in the women's game or do the big clubs sort of go for every trophy? Um, obviously, last year, this is the... We did win the Continental Cup that was played just before lockdown happened. And that was the one trophy. This, the Continental Cup and the Champions League were the two trophies that Emma was determined to win. So obviously winning the Continental Cup is one ticks off the list. So Emma was determined to get to the final and she'll be determined to get to the final again and win again. So that bodes well for the Champions League as well, that she, um, she put a mind sign and she achieved it. Yeah, um, I thought I'd finished with you know just a f two or three questions about you know this group of players, um, sort of your thoughts on them. So we signed a, a couple of new players this summer. Um, who's your favourite of those new signs? Um, I think my favourite signing this season would have to be Peniel Harder. She's a world-class player and she brings a lot to the squad, and it's going to be great to see her play more in the upcoming months and what she can bring to the team, really. So I saw recently she was the number one ranked female player in uh, Goal.com's 50 best players in, in the world. So obviously she's world class. Speaking from sort of someone that follows men's football, 
is that like Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar sort of level a player we've signed? Um, yeah, I'd say it is really. She is like up there with one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I mean, she looked, um, what I've seen of her so far, she obviously looks like the sort of talent and she comes with a big price tag for the women's game. So, yeah, lots of people are excited about her. Um, I mean, you mentioned already your favourite player. Is that sort of no one else in the squad that sort of is up there with, with her? Um, Frank Kirby has always been a favourite, like, ever since I really started following Chelsea. Frank Kirby has always been, like, up there with, like, as my favourites. So, yeah, other than Fran and Marin, well, I like, I like the whole team, really, but I can't pick everyone. <laughs> I liked Millie Bright. Yeah. No nonsense sort of defending, but also she's good on the ball. She's got that sort of ability and reminded me of sort of John Terry where you think just the sort of leadership and, you know, defending, but actually she can play football, which obviously you have to be oh, able yeah. to play, play for Chelsea. I also like um, Aaron Cuthbert. She just seems funny. A little Scottish, Scottish warrior. Yeah. And she's also known as the Scottish Messi. Yeah, I mean, she's, a, again, a, a great player, but also she looks, you know, fun. Is that a, yeah. a right impression of her? She's such, like, if you, like, watch videos of, like, the team and stuff, she's always bringing humour to the squad. And she's always, like, replying to people's tweets on Twitter and everything. And she's she's just a gem like she I've talked to her quite a lot at matches and she's just generally such a nice person. I'll definitely try and have some Twitter banter with her then. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> now one one last question. Um, sort of your expectations this season for the team. You know, I know Emma's spoken about wanting to win everything. Do you set your own expectations as a fan that high or do you you know Sort of bring them down a notch or two. Um, so obviously, of course, all Chelsea fans, we're going to want to win the league. We're going to want to win the Conti Cup. We're going to want to win the FA Cup. And of course, we want to be in Sweden in May, winning the uh, Champions League final. I think the Champions League final is the big one this season. Obviously, last season we was we wasn't lucky enough to be in it. So this year it's. It is, it is the aim to win them all. Um, the league's going to be very tough this year. Everton being dark horses, they've been playing amazing. Like their few games, I've watched a few of their games and it's just, it is going to be a tough one. I think them, City, Arsenal, United and Chelsea are going to be the ones that are fighting for top place. Yeah, it's sort of, Following women's football on and off seems like sort of Arsenal were the best team and nobody else could even get near them. And then sort of Chelsea obviously invested heavily into their into the women's club and sort of much like in the men's game when Abramovich sort of bought the club, they sort of knocked Arsenal off that sort of spot. And then mirroring the men's game again, Man City come along and do the same thing, you know, invest heavily, sign some some you know, really world class players. And then now, now you've got you know Manchester United, you know Tottenham have just signed the USA player. 
Alex Morgan. Alex Morgan. I was just trying yeah, to there's a lot of Americans in the league this season. So, you know, just the depth in the league now is, you know, getting much stronger. I know there's only 12 teams compared to the men's 20. The, the strength is, you know, getting stronger and stronger every year. And, you know, I don't think it'll be long before we sort of see a mirror of the Premier League to the, to the WSL. Yeah, I don't think it will be long until more teams are in the WSL. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, and sort of like going back to your expectations, if we do win the Champions League, you know, it's pretty much... It's not be, if we do, it's when we do. When we do, it's pretty <laughs> much going to be down to me. Because we hadn't won what it. What do you mean? I've now a fully-fledged Chelsea women's supporter. So as soon as I've... So it's going to be, when we win, it's all down to you. I should be up there lifting the trophy. <laughs> the team, I think. So as soon as Emma hears this back in a few weeks, because obviously the she will be right. Right, Dean Miz is on the plane to Gothenburg in May. There's going to get to hear about this great new podcast about Chelsea women. They're all going to tune in on the coach journeys. They're going to hear this bit back, and Emma's going to make a note of this moment in her life and say, "Right, it's meant to be." It's meant to be. So I've already planned my holiday to Sweden next year. I've started saving. I've told my mum, I was like, I'm going. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed that um, sort of the COVID vaccines work and we're allowed to sort of Yeah, obviously, travel. all depended on COVID and stuff like that. The plan is to be out there. I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. Uh, so I think that sort of wraps us up for episode one. You know, I'd just like to um, sort of mention briefly why I decided to sort of start this with, with you, Jane. Um, I made the decision to sort of start following Chelsea Women. I listened to London is Blue, they another podcast. They mainly follow the men's team, but they've started going into the, um, the women's team as well. And I sort of listened to them and I thought, yeah, I'll do the same. I'll, I'll be more involved. They're a part of Chelsea, and I'm Chelsea through and through. And I sent you a message, what podcast do you listen to? And what did you say? None. None. And I couldn't find any. Yeah. I've since learned there is one called Frank Kirby's Fight Club. So shout out to them. Yeah, since, since after you messaged me, I did have a look, and then I did find them as well. I didn't find them. And, you know, apologies to them. They obviously, they must be first. If there's any more, just let us know. Um, we'll give you a shout out as well. Because the more people that talk about the game, the, the quicker it grows and the, the better it becomes for everyone to watch, I think. So yeah, that's sort of why sort of I'm going to go on this learning journey um, with Jane to learn more about the team, to know the players, to watch the games. And hopefully to bring you some entertainment, maybe some knowledge, you know, I may not know the women's team, but I know football. And Jane knows nothing about football, really. <laughs> nothing at all. But she knows all the women's players, so I can just ask her who they are. <laughs> no, I do. I'm getting better. Well, I have to admit, when I first them. started following the team, I didn't know anything about football. Sport is not <laughs> one of my best things. But I am getting better. It took me about three years to learn the offside rule. 
We won't share your training day video when you're trying to score. No, no one needs to see my videos from my training day. They will stay between me and Dean. To get lots of messages, though, we will post it, definitely. Oh, God. Uh, Embarrassing. Like I said, I think that's enough of us talking about sort of ourselves and a bit on Chelsea women. But, um, you know, next time it'll be sort of more in-depth of the team and the game. Um, So make sure you join us for that. We'll be... um, Next time we'll talk about the season so far, um, answering some of your questions, hopefully, and talking about the next WSL fixture, which is against West Ham, which is the 6th of December. If I remember yep, that. 6th of December. Uh, uh, 2 o'clock kickoff at Kings Meadow. Perfect. And that will be available to watch. Hopefully. Yes, I think. As far as I know, it's on the FA Player. I don't know if it's on BT or Red Button. I don't know if they've announced it yet. Well, as soon as we find that out, we'll, we'll tweet that out. We'll uh, share it on Instagram as well. Uh, so all that's left for me to say is until next time, Chelsea fans, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Went to Mo Kings Meadow. And from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.